I was a little bit concerned about her just putting really unnecessary pressure on herself. And the first weekend, I felt that, and I'm like, oh, man, here we go. We're going to, you know, it's, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And I just keep telling her, like, just it's happening, so just chill. I didn't expect her to go off the way she did in Houston, and it was um, quite a sight to see. So we weren't quite ready, and I'm telling our group, like, hey, get get the pro, the GoPro ready in the dugout. Let's this could be happening, and uh, you know, we just weren't expecting it to happen like that. I mean, she went boom, boom, boom. I just, I'm so happy for her. Pretty impressive stuff. Um, when do you know what the single season record is? Ooh, off the top of my head, no. I, I'll I'll find that though. But you think she can track that one down? I don't know. She'll have, she has seven right now. She hit two that first weekend, five last weekend, seven. Hey, anything is in reach right now. The problem is, honestly, like not even kidding. You know what might keep her from breaking the single season record? is how many run rules this team has. Yeah. I think they played 10 games and they have eight run rules, so that's a decent amount of at-bats that have already been taken away from her since they don't play the full seven innings. So she may not get as many at-bats as you know she would normally if she was just on a, a good team, not an elite team. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find it here, but I don't know. That is... That is pretty impressive. Records going down this weekend in uh, Cathedral City, and I'll go ahead and say it's going to be Friday against Cal State Fullerton the first game. They got five games coming up this weekend. That that bad boy's going down on the West Coast. Just needs one more. Yeah. Well, I um, I'm excited for it to happen. I think it's great. Wish it was happening at home, um, but still going to be really really cool i mean and she could she could just like pepper line drives off the wall this weekend and then uh monday they play minnesota at home for the home opener so just go ahead and do that right no no pepper it against the wall every single time and then break it at home against minnesota we we want her to or in hawaii the series after that That'd crush cool. this record um love lauren chamberlain but uh, stretch this thing out. Make sure no one ever touches it. Right. What? So I don't think I don't think that really matters. I don't think anyone's going to touch this one, man. I I think that she's going to be pretty safe in that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I tend to agree with you, but probably would have thought that with Lauren Chamberlain, and here we are, just a short time later. It didn't take very long for um, someone from Oklahoma to to come firing after it. So. Most OU stat of all time, right? Someone recently breaks the all-time home run record, and then just a few short years later, someone else is right there breaking it herself early, right. early on in her last year. Now they are—they're super impressive. They'll be—they'll be fun to watch this weekend. And um, you know, on the topic of can OU softball go undefeated this year? Well, yes, they can. <laughs> Absolutely, they can. Just because they're so dominant on both sides, like you're really going to have to catch. OU on an off day because I think you can make a great argument. They've already played the toughest team that they're going to face this year, UCLA. 
Oklahoma State's good, but Oklahoma State's probably not as good as they've been in the past. And even with those good OSU teams, OU's handled those OSU teams, right? Same thing for Texas, same thing for Baylor. So to, to beat OU, you're going to have to catch them on a day where they're not dominant in the circle. Through 10 games, they've been dominant in every game in the circle. And you're also going to have to catch them on a day where they're not lighting you up on offense either. Yeah. So to, to find a day where they're not just great on, on both sides of things, good luck. That's, that's gonna be t- it's going to take a special effort from someone to take down this team because they seem incredibly focused on the task at hand. Right. Uh, great pitching, great defense, great hitting, uh, no weaknesses, great coaching. Um, it's it's going to be di- uh, difficult to, to overcome uh, what this group can do. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So she's at tied at 95, and the season has just gotten underway. What do you think is a reasonable number here? Right. Ten games in. Um, All right, how many can she get to? Well, you, we know the Big 12 is not – I mean, the Big 12 is probably better than it was five years ago, especially with the rise of, of Oklahoma State. 95, I think a realistic number could be one. I mean, she just hit five in a weekend, man. I think 115 could be a reachable number, like 20 more home runs this year. That could be doable. 20 more? Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's surprisingly difficult to find this record. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, the numbers might cool off a little bit because she's going to get intentionally walked. I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen all that much. I mean, teams are going to try to pitch away from her, sure, but you know what happens if you intentionally walk Jocelyn Allo? Kinsey Hansen is yeah. behind her. Grace Lyons is behind her. Um, Tiare Jennings is already on base in front of her as well. Like, the lineup is so good that a lot of times – there's not a place to put Jocelyn Allo. And if you do put Jocelyn Allo on, Kinsey Hansen can rip the ball as well. Three, four hitters after her can rip the ball. So if she was on an average team, sure, that's how you go about it. But you can't, you can't give this OU softball team free, free bases out there. You're, just, you're asking for trouble if you do that. Um, as far as I can tell, Laura Espinoza is the single-season record holder with 37 home runs in 1995. Well, she, she has seven already. I think that that's, that could be a doable number. Yeah. Lauren Chamberlain hit over 30 home runs twice in a season. But as far as I can tell, that is the single season record. So, yeah, I, it's early, but definitely within reach. Definitely within reach, especially – if you're counting, because do you get to count postseason with that? I don't know if you get to count postseason um, with that or not. Maybe I'm just good. as your overall Yeah, home yeah, runs. probably just overall. If we're looking for uh, just regular season, that might be the number. But, yeah, it's going to be – she can do it. I, here's what I've learned with OU softball. Whatever accolade or whatever stat or whatever record you want to throw out there, you never say never to it. Right. You know I mean, seriously, if she can hit five home runs in a weekend and – one the for the first game of the series she didn't even hit one so really she hit 
what, five home runs in her previous four games. Like, never never count them out. Never say never because they, they, they will pull off some of the most unbelievable numbers that you've seen. It's crazy, man. It's pretty cool. Number one and number two all time are Oklahoma Sooners. But what's interesting is um, six of the next seven spots are all Arizona Wildcats. Mm-hmm. If Oklahoma loses a softball game this year, it won't be to the best team they play. It'll be to a good team they play multiple times. Yeah, but here's the issue, though, is the pitching depth is deeper than maybe we thought. I don't know if it's deeper than we thought it was going to be, but it's definitely more powerful. I OU can roll out three pitchers in a three-game series that are all really good. Nicole May, Hope Troutwine, and, of course, Jordy Ball. And most teams can't do that. Most teams have their ace. And they'll probably roll and with their ace, right? probably roll with the ace two out of the three games, maybe. I mean, that's, that's the thing is OU's just so good one, two, three that – You probably don't have much fall off. And I don't, don't know in, in softball, maybe speaking out of turn here, but it would just stand to reason that if you're in a three-game series with someone and you got a pitcher that throws two out of the three games – as opposed to seeing three different pitchers in the series, like the more at bats you get against a pitcher, the more you're going to dial in. Yeah, right? and that's what we've uh, that's what we've seen. Is I feel like teams have been kind of pulling their pitchers after you know two innings or so because you're not going to have long term success against this lineup. I mean, you're right. just you're just not, man. And I, I wonder what Patty's telling this team right now too, because you know, in football or in basketball or whatever. When the topic of coming or going undefeated is raised, it's just, no, we're taking a game-by-game mentality. That's not our goal. We're not looking towards that. But the challenge of this year's team, that's kind of like the next frontier, right? Like, that's kind of the next challenge. They won the national championship last year. The vast majority of that team from last year is back this year. I wonder if, whether she's saying it or not to this team, that is a focus because that's kind of the next challenge. That's the next level of epic that they can reach is going undefeated in the regular season. Well, Maybe it's not. I, I don't know. But that, that, that is kind of the next step now is to have an undefeated year. Well, Coach Gasso is really the originator of the it ain't good enough. She said it last year after you ruined the Georgia game. Um. In, in her post-game press conference, you know, she she said a, a lot of great stuff about how um, this team is not good enough. They're not good enough right now. And it was awesome. I don't remember exactly all the things that she laid out, but uh, it was really impressive. And they got right back on the rails, and off they went, went and won the championship. So, no, it's good. It does have to be difficult, though. In a in a sport that has, you know, a there's kind of a small group of elite teams, and the rest are pretty seriously outmatched. So it, I can imagine it can be difficult for a team that's as good as they are to stay on edge. But I'm sure, like when you're chasing down records and you're thinking about a possible undefeated season then maybe it's not difficult. But what you don't want, and we talked about this last year, you don't want 
the pressure of the undefeated season to mess with your postseason, sure. right? Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't think that it's going to. This, right. this team seems to be pretty grounded. What's scary for the rest of college softball, though, is Jordy Ball is just she's come out of the gate and she looks like one of the best pitchers in the game, and she's been playing D one softball now for two weeks. Like yeah. the the expectation that she's going to get better. Um, is is obviously there, and she's still got a long time to spend at OU. What's the what's the final product going to look like? If it looks like this now, what might the final product look like by the time that she gets out of here? It's kind of it's kind of pretty unreal to think about when she's already mowing down hitters at the pace that she is. It is, and you know, I I feel like, and I don't know what the the high school level stuff is right now. I, I do feel like there's been a a really big progression in the sport over the last 10, 15 years, right? Um, as it's gotten bigger on the collegiate level, I feel like maybe that's um, fed into the lower levels, but maybe it's the lower levels that have fed into college. I don't necessarily know how that works, but you feel like there's starting to be, and there always has been, but there's probably going to be more abundance of talent coming up in the in the coming years. So uh, I I don't know. She's got a lot of time here to to be really really good. And I'm just saying that I feel like Patty Gasso's not going to stop, and OU's not going to stop. So they're probably going to continue to amass some talent similar to to her. I feel like she's kind of a an anomaly like there's Jordy ball doesn't float out yeah, every year or I, every two years. Yeah. I, I just, this might be the best team that she's ever had, but I, I just don't think it's going to drop off. a. No one thinks it's going to drop off a cliff after this team graduates. You know what I mean? And they're, they're still going to have a decent number of players come back the year after this is no way going to be OU's last chance to win a national championship. They are really primed and they've been on a, a really good run here recently but, man, maybe they're primed to have the best five-year stretch that the program's ever had before. Well, like, I, They were really there's – a, there's a chance they're really, even just now, entering into their best years. Here's the thing, too, is you can't leave out – OU's been great in the transfer portal. Sure. In softball. Yeah. They have been a big, big beneficiary out of uh, the transfer game. and We'll continue to I'm, be so. I imagine that's going to continue to be the case. So Yeah, Hope Troutwine via North Texas, and she's been fantastic. The whole pitching staff, they haven't allowed an earned run yet. There's only been two total runs scored on the team through ten games, and both of those were unearned. So right. are they going to go through their next ten games outscoring opponents 95-2? to two? Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, the competition this weekend, there's some pretty good teams, but let's see how much they slow down because they are just rolling through people right now. It is in, insane and a lot of fun to watch. But you know what's, what's funny um, is you watch this team, and not that there's been a lot of these games yet, but you flip it on and they're up 5 nothing in the fourth inning. And instead of saying, oh, wow, that's another good game, you know what you say when OU softball's up 5 nothing in the fourth inning? Dang, what's going on? What happened? What, what happened? Why don't they already have 12? And that's not really all that fair to them, but that's kind of the expectation and the dominance 
that they've set for us is if they're only up a few runs in the fourth or fifth inning, it's like, dang, like is is someone hurt? What's what's going on? Are they having an off day yet? It's you, you always just expect them to roll out and and beat up on teams, and most of the time that they do, but. Like, let's not take for granted how difficult it is to throw up the numbers of, of what they're doing right now. Right. Uh, yeah. It's like 1-0. Well, this one's in the bag. Not going to lose this one. Not going to yield a run here. So, no, they've been, they've been great. It's going to continue to build. I like it because uh, they're off to a good hot start. There's already a ton of chatter out there with how good Jordy Ball's doing with – Jocelyn Allo about to break the the home run record. So usually you get, and I don't know if it's because of the championship last year, but usually it starts off a little bit quiet and then you build and build momentum reading into postseason play. But this year, this is the this is the most coverage, most talk I've seen the softball yeah. team get at the beginning of a season yeah. as long as I've been Yeah, er- everyone sports. was all jacked up for opening day and everyone watching the games in Houston this past weekend. So, yeah, there's no doubt about that. I think Aaron Miller's going to join the Diamond Envy podcast oh, tomorrow, really? by the way. Yeah. And this weekend I've got a little bit of a uh, 2000 National Championship reunion episode coming up. So, big things on the Diamond Envy pod coming How up this that? week. Yeah. Um, you could ask Aaron Miller about uh, Jocelyn Allo maybe breaking the home run record. Probably um, ask that. You got I've got about 10 minutes with her, so we're going to have to make it uh, quick here. What is it like to uh, play for Coach Gasso? What was it like to play with Lauren Chamberlain? Yeah. Um, I'll have you on to break down the 2025 recruiting class. Yeah. Let's do you that. You do that? Yeah, let's do that. I will say I thought – I thought Erin Miller did a great job on TV last year. Oh, she's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, she was she was built for that. Yep. She's, she's really good. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. Hit us on the text line. Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. Your statewide home for Sooner fans is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 1400 AM and 99.3 FM in Norman. 94.7 FM in Oklahoma City. 1430 AM in Tulsa and 97.3 FM in Weatherford. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. <laughs> Podcast on the Prairie had Jordan Evans on as a guest. Yeah. And I guess he was telling a story about a time that he was injured his freshman year and he was kind of you know, down and not caring all that much, showed up uh, late to something and... He couldn't do the Stairmaster normally because he had a pulled groin or something. So Smitty made him do the Stairmaster with his hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that before. I have not seen that before, so I was trying to visualize, okay, how exactly would that work here? Uh, okay, I, okay, yeah, I guess that's what it would look like. Have to do it with your hands. Oh. Yeah, not good. It's tough. I can't remember if you have to, like, do it in like a push-up position or exactly how, but I remember that that was kind of a thing. feels like that would be worse than just the normal way you do a Stairmaster. It's not good. Whenever I had my foot surgery in the NFL, um, I had to to keep my cardio up. I had to do this hand bike. You ever done a hand bike? Yeah. Horrible. Just miserable. I hated it every single day, and I had to do it nonstop. 
But um, yeah, that's not you're not really made to do uh, cardio with your upper body. No, no, but he had to, and I, I thought that story was uh, pretty hilarious. That's funny. But it did kind of it sparked a little bit of a thought. Is you know we we've been complaining here recently about how OU has performed in fourth quarters. And whether it's right or it's wrong, I, I don't know, but we directly blame the strength and conditioning staff when that becomes to you know be a normal thing. There's got to be some new confidence that comes out of going through an offseason like this because it sounds like yeah. it's the toughest offseason that any of those guys have been through during their time in college. Will it help out in fourth quarters? Well, I, I know we all hope so that that's the case. But there's got to be a, a bigger overall confidence, and there's got to be some more confidence now in fourth quarters that, all right, we, we are in much better shape than what we used to be. We've got a much better chance here to finish than maybe what we did in years prior. And that kind of goes back to as much physically as Schmitty helps you out, it seems like mentally more than anything is that's where it really you know makes a difference. There's no doubt about it. I, I believe that – I think there's like a bit of a placebo effect, if you want to call it that. I, I don't, I don't know how to really put a, a word or a phrase to it, but you know, whenever you go through hell as a football team through the off season, whether it's true or not, you just believe that you are way more in shape and way more prepared for a a battle. Uh, toe-to-toe slugfest than anyone else. It may not be true. The other team may actually be in better shape than you, but you have that confidence in yourself and in your teammates, and I, I do think that that is a factor. Is it the factor for the fourth quarter? I I don't necessarily know, but I think it's a part of the formula for sure. <laughs> Someone put out a tweet. In all, it's like a Tuesday, get it, to to Yeah. 22, 20, you know, all the twos everywhere Tuesday, on Tuesday. Yeah. T-W-O right. apostrophe S. This tweet says, in honor of 2-22-22, what is your favorite number two in sports history? And Red Dirt Sports said, uh, Lincoln Riley. <laughs> it's my favorite number two in sports history. Oh, that's funny. Sorry to always uh, steer the conversation towards that. I don't mean to, but that caught my eye and it was really funny. Good stuff. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. Hey, a uh, quick heads up on something. Here in the next few days, you're going to notice, if you listen to us on the Sports Talk 1400 app, you're going to notice a new logo on that app. Oh. Yeah. So the app is going to change from Sports Talk 1400 to the ref, and it's going to have a new shiny logo attached to it as well. Don't be alarmed. It is the same old app as before, outside of the name change and the new logo, but that is probably going to happen on your device here in the next few days. Just wanted to let everyone know that that's what happens when it looks a little bit different there. So you're telling me, I'm looking at my phone right now. Uh-huh. So whenever you guys make that change, like I don't have to do anything this little... Just push the app. Like It's just going to look different. Just push the app like you've always done before. Well, I know. I'm just saying, though, Like right now, it's got the ST for Sports Talk. Uh-huh. I don't have to do anything. It's just going to suddenly appear different on my phone? Right, yeah. Wow. Because, you know, Apple's monitoring everything that you do. They're spying in on everything you do. Man. I kind of like that it's going to do that on its own, but at the other end of it, it's like, K 
Can't you just stay off of my dang phone, Apple, please? Tell me to go in and update it on my own. Okay. Well, you can go in and update it on your own, I'm sure, too. Classic Clint says, I just did a 42-inch box jump at the Chapel Acres Gym in Goldsby. Teddy, can you do that? I want to know how I compare to a Sooner Greats. Chapel Acres Gym in Goldsby. A 42-inch box jump? Of course. That does sound like a gym in Goldsby, by the way. That's got to be right next to my house. Is there a gym at the chapel? I figured you guys just like pushed hay bales and big old tractor tires for workouts out in Goldsby. Oh, man. I did some, I trimmed some trees and stuff over the weekend. Oh, boy. It screws my back up every time picking up limbs off the ground. Oh, it's the worst. I like doing the work. I like the chainsaw work, but my back always hurts the next day. Yeah. uh, 42 inch box jump. Come on, man. Of course. Video or it didn't happen. You can't just claim something on our text line. Picks or, uh, picks, picks or uh, GTO. Yeah, let's see. Uh, we need to see the true 42-inch box jump. I'll, and if you can, uh, you can prove you did it, I'll prove I can do it. Oh, God. I could end yeah, yeah. You better be careful with that, old man. Yeah. How hard will it be for the defense to unlearn speed D and learn the BV defense? Not difficult. There's going to be the biggest barrier is the language aspect of it. I've said this a million times. There is not going to be a special coverage. There's not going to be a special front. Everyone does pretty much the same exact stuff. The devil is in the details, right? Where do you align? Are you... Are you head up? Are you head up to inside shoulder? Are you straight in a gap? Are you shading a gap? I mean, those are the lost details, and those are the details ultimately that matter. Um, You know, it's all going to boil down to can you get to the quarterback? Can you tackle? Can you cover? And in my opinion, those are almost always can you win the one-on-one. The call is not going to be the difference. It's just – it's not going to be the difference. Everyone does almost the same thing. So one team may, you know, stay in cover two a little bit more. The next team may stay in cover three. One team may run a little bit more man than the other, but everyone does pretty close to the same things. So the devil's in the details, and I think that comes into, like we've been talking, uh, offseason strength and condi- conditioning discipline uh you know having everything that you do throughout the the off season in season whenever be very detail oriented and no gray area no room for the players to um to interpret the rules and and kind of do what they want it's all has to be very detail oriented and i think that's Ultimately, what ends up showing up defensively? Yeah, I don't think we're going to be sitting at the UTEP game and being like, "Oh God, look at that alignment for Brent Venables. He's reinventing the wheel." Unless, yeah. of course, uh, the corners aren't playing a uh, ten yards off the ball. Right. All Brent has to do to get a lifetime contract is to come out on the first defensive series of the season and uh, have all his corners press up on the line. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah, I I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, I. You can play off if you can tackle. The problem is, over the years, we've been a very, very 
poor tackling team. We've had a couple we've had individual players that are good tacklers, but as a team we've we've been poor tackling. And if you're going to play off, the reason you're doing it is to force the throw underneath. If you can't make the tackle whenever you force the throw underneath, well, then you've basically ruined oh, the whole point, haven't what, you? What did, what did Texas do the very first play of the game last year? Bubble. Threw it out to Xavier Worthy. Let's see if they can tackle us. <laughs> they did not. I don't know if Xavier Worthy got touched. Did he get touched? That's kind of embarrassing. If uh, that was a, what was that, a 75-yard 75. touchdown. I don't know if he got touched on a bubble screen. Yikes. Got to be better, guys. I'm trying to remember. I don't think he got touched. I know the corner over there got his ass blocked off onto the sideline. I know Turner Yell re-injured his ankle. I know Brian Osamoa passed about five different defenders uh, running full speed, but it was not a good it was not a good look. Yeah, hopefully, and those things are going to happen. I mean. Are they? Yeah. Those plays are going to happen? They are. Uh, okay. But the problem is, you know, we've we've been in a, a funk to where those things happen way too often. You're going to give up some chunks. People are going to make plays against you. It's going to happen. You're not going to be able to totally eliminate everything, but you got to you got to make those to where they rarely, rarely happen. Yeah, good, good try, text line. You're not going to sneak a uh, movie quote past us. I just jumped and touched the bottom of the rim at Dirty Mike and the Boys Gym in Canute, Oklahoma. Can you do that? You're not going to sneak uh, the other guy's reference pass. It's just not going to happen. Wrong show. <laughs> Wrong show. Nicely Dirty done. Dirty Mike and the Boys. All right. Uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. Your statewide home for Sooner fans is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 1400 AM and 99.3 FM in Norman. 94.7 FM in Oklahoma City, 14.30 AM in Tulsa, and 97.3 FM in Weatherford. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Smart decisions bring the biggest returns, like the Choose Wade Electric, a family-owned company with over 50 years of experience. Wade Electric has an extensive portfolio of completed projects in new construction, remodels, and service. We specialize in a variety of electrical installations like accent lighting and automation, landscape and security lighting, and more. Call Wade Electric at 405-329-1940. It is the rush on the ref. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get into it. Story number one is... Uh, first of all, quick shout out to our buddies over at Roof Tech. Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine, been doing business there for a long time. They've been in business for a long time. Tons of experience, can handle all of your roofing needs. Uh, quick repairs, uh, replacements, full-on roof replacements. If you've had any type of weather damage, wind or hail, the guys at Roof Tech can absolutely take care of you. Everyone's been all up in arms about Aaron Rodgers' Instagram post. Um, and people think that it is maybe insinuating that he's not going to be back with Green Bay, thanking a lot of his teammates and and friends and people that have been there along the way. Am I the only one that didn't interpret it that way? Yes, you are the only one. Uh, but he hmm. appeared on the Pat McAfee show earlier today, right. and now it's not a it's not a thing at all. He basically just said that. Essentially, he was just being sentimental, and it's it's no meaning to anything. That 
it's been diffused rather quickly. Well, it says right in his post uh, about what type of year it's been and, and kind of a look back and thanking people for the, for the year. I, I just didn't – it turned into some huge ordeal, and I, I never thought it was that. guy probably smoked a joint and went down memory lane or something, you know? Well, it did happen, like, what, pretty late at night. So I, right. I think that that was what was obviously having there. But uh, it, it worked out well for the Pat McAfee show. A lot of people tuned into that live stream of his to see what Aaron Rodgers was going to have to say. Yeah. Um, I will tell you this. I spoke to a – High-level program director at ESPN today, okay. uh, ESPN Radio, for a uh, piece I'm doing um, for Barrett Sports Media, and mm-hmm. he was a little bit disappointed by how the interview was conducted. And I, I, I see his point. Like The main question that everyone was asking it was like the first question that was answered, and it was like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like There was no buildup throughout the interview to what everyone wanted to know. He was like, dang, they should have conducted that interview a whole lot better. So I was one of the many that tuned in a minute too late. and Missed it? Yeah, instead got to hear how awesome coaches' wives are, which coaches' wives are awesome, but let's be honest, that's not the reason why any of us tuned in to hear that today. Yeah, I guess that is interesting. Um uh... You gotta have the audience hang around for a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Hang around, mm-hmm. um, man. Tyler, there's beginning to be a growing quote, growing belief that Freddie Freeman will not return to the Braves. You expect me to be very upset about this because I've told you all along I think that he's going to return, but the Braves have offered a fair offer here. I want him back, but at this point, um, if he thinks he can get more money out there and he probably can, so be it. Braves will be all right, man. We'll be okay. Going to be some salary cap issues if they pay him what – you know, maybe the New York Yankees or someone else out there is going to pay him. So, if he wants to walk, I mean, that that's fine. But the, the Braves offered him a fair offer. Dude, I got my World Series, okay? So, right. I'm good for, like, the next two years. Then I'll start complaining again. How do you think, generally, Braves fans would handle it if Freeman took the ridiculous payday, went to the Yankees or something like that? So, initially, right now, everyone's like, okay, like, whatever. It's a fair offer. If he goes, whatever. But if he takes the ridiculous payoff, or it'll be you know massive meltdown everywhere. You know yeah. how it works. Yeah, I think that's right. I, you got a championship out of it. I guess you can't be too mad either way. But I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I feel like I would have like an overwhelming sense of, uh, I not duty, but I, you just got to stay there. You want a championship there? You're, you're. I mean, that's a great. You'd be a fan favorite thinking that way, but that's just not. <laughs> that's not where the most coins at, unfortunately. I, most of the I time, know. and maybe I'm dumb for thinking this, but my gosh, a couple million dollars a year. I I don't know. I don't know. You got to have some loyalty, in my opinion. Um, I thought this was interesting. Uh, per a New York Times article the cdc has said that they haven't released all of the covid data that they've been compiling over the last uh year because they felt like it might be misinterpreted as the vaccines being ineffective isn't that weird 
Uh, is it weird? Yeah. Is it all that surprising? Yeah. Uh, well, not not no. really. Not really at all. Well, it is surprising, but it's not surprising. I find that f- entirely frustrating that a government program, a government agency is withholding data that they've had for a year that people have been trying as hard as they can to get, and they've had to go to other studies across the globe to try and figure out what the best way to move forward is. That was frustrating as heck to see. Yeah, and in new COVID jokes that are out there, everyone's or there was a joke out there that says, um, you know, what's taking Russia so long to invade Ukraine? And the joke is, well, maybe they're not putting on their masks yet in Ukraine. Russia's <laughs> waiting for that. <laughs> well, come on, guys. We don't want we don't want anyone to uh, to spread a dangerous disease before we kill you. Yeah, uh, pretty wild. Uh, you got any more? Nope. So. First one for me is Van Jefferson, who his wife got pregnant during the Super Bowl, mm, right? Yeah. And he found out, I think, after the game was over that his wife was in labor and he was about to have a son. His son has been born and his son has been named, and it's a very fitting first name. Champ is what they decided to go with. There you go. Since he was born on the day that uh, he won a Super Bowl. That's pretty cool, right? You know what? I'm surprised. I think that's great. I'm surprised there's not more kids named Champ. I only know of two people named Champ. Now three. I don't know Champ Bailey personally, but he's really the only one that I know. Yeah. I think it's more of a uh, it's more of a nickname. But we're calling our kids every other creative name right now and spelling it wrong, so. Maybe more people will uh, go to champ. Maybe you're right about that. Last one I have. This is actually pretty cool. Uh, Brady Manick is at North Carolina. They yeah. played Louisville last night and won. Yeah. Hubert Davis, I guess, was getting emotional, talking about how much he's loved Brady Manick. He said it feels like he's been here for four years. Quote, he's a part of Carolina basketball for the rest of his life. End quote. So a highly controversial player while he, while he was at OU – I don't know how Carolina fans think of him, but at least his head coach is like, I love this guy. It feels like he's been here forever. He'll always be a part of the family. It's pretty cool. Good for Brady. Now, Glad he found a good home. Have you watched any of him at North Carolina? Uh, I mean, highlights. I, I haven't sat down and watched a ton of games. He had a pretty good night last night. Yeah. He had a, he had a sick assist under the basket last night. That was cool. He did. Um he was he was three of nine from three, six of twelve, had seventeen, was their leading scorer. But I haven't I haven't watched like an entire game. I've I've seen some highlights here and there and bits and pieces of games that he's in. He is he's a different person. It's like he went across the country and came out of his shell. Like watching him on the on the basketball court out there on the floor, he's confident, he's energetic, he's assertive. It's like he he went across the country and the alter ego came out or something. Good. No, I'm I'm happy uh, he, that that's happened for him. No, he and looks he looks good. Looks like he's having a ton of fun out there. It kind of hurts to see it on a Saturday night, especially when you know nights like OU falls short in Ames. Yeah. But you see Alondis Williams having a really good year, Brady Manick having a really good year, Jordan Shepard 
believe he's at Cal, um, lit it up uh, about a week ago or so and had a ton of points. So there's a there's there's a few guys that have went elsewhere and had good careers. But I, I'm especially happy for Brady. I agree. I agree. Um, good stuff. And he's close to looking like someone from – what was that TV show that everyone watched about the motorcycle gang? Sons of Anarchy? Yes. He's getting close to looking like someone from Sons of Anarchy. That's the that nicest beard. thing that you've ever said about him. <laughs> I know. For all the crap that you spewed about him, saying that he looks like it. a Sons of Anarchy character, that's really nice of you. I know it. It's, it looks pretty impressive. I like, I like what I see from, uh, from Manic. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. At 405-651-3434. Checked Movers. We're local and affordable, and we can help at a price that won't make you wish you'd done it on your own. For home and business moving, call the movers who care. Two men and a truck. 405-708-7707. Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two of the rush on this Tuesday. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma and can help take the ease off of your staff, but fixing those pesky problems in your office building, give them a call today, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, you can give them a call, 918-282-7612. Real quick, let's get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I'm happy for Brady Manick, too. Glad he's at North Carolina doing it. He would be a non-factor on this team. I feel like he'd be a pretty big factor on this year's OU team. He'd definitely be a starter. Well, yes, he would. I wonder if they're saying that if he was here, it it wouldn't change. Like, like he'd be a factor on the team. But it wouldn't change kind of what their overall record is right now. I, I, I disagree with that a little bit. You do? Yeah. Yeah, they'd be they'd be better with Brady Manick. Hey, dummy, she did not get pregnant during the Super Bowl. She went into labor during the Super Bowl. Did I say that she, uh, his wife got pregnant during the Super Bowl? That'd be a quick turnaround. That would be a very let's, – let's hope she didn't get pregnant during the Super Bowl because I think she had to leave during the middle of the game. But I agree you are a dummy. Yes. I, I do agree yeah. with that sentiment. Um, yes, labor during the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick timeout. We'll wouldn't come be back. such a great night if that happened. Yeah, yes. right. All right, quick timeout. We'll be back. Final hour is next. Hey, Sooner fans, we've got you covered 24 hours a day, seven days a week, three.